0: Hello, and welcome to Coffee with Keith. I'm your host, Keith Brown. You know, my mission for this podcast, my business, and even my life is to help my LGBTQ plus family turn their hurting into healing and their healing into happiness. With this podcast, I try to do that in a couple of ways. On wednesdays i produce what i call table talks that's either solo episodes or me bringing in fabulous guests to talk about all types of subjects related to the community on friday well those are solo episodes and i call those bible talks that's just yours truly sitting down with a bit of scripture interpreting it as accurately as i possibly can and then sharing some practical application for life now two disclaimers if i may please Number one, I am not a medical professional, nor am I a licensed therapist. If you need either of those services, please do consult a licensed professional. Disclaimer number two, the views expressed on this podcast are either those of myself or my guests, and they should be considered as such. So grab that cup of coffee, have a seat at my table, and let's chat on this episode of Coffee with Keith. Hello there, my friend. and Welcome to Coffee with Keith. I'm your host, Keith Brown. So thankful you're here today. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Have you taken that moment to go to whatever platform you're listening to the podcast and give it an honest five-star rating and maybe a line or two of recommendation? Have you done that? Please, please, please take just a moment to do that. That really helps our algorithm see, hey, you know, this podcast is okay. Let's send it out to some more people. That's a way that you can practically help me Grow this podcast, grow our listeners, and impact more lives positively with the messages that we try to do here. At Coffee with Keith. Also, if you've been listening to this podcast a while and you know you're getting something from it or it blesses you in some way, would you prayerfully consider giving a five dollar donation to the podcast? You can do that by using the Patreon link in the show notes. All right, thank you for those very much. Now, one more thing I want to share with you really quickly before we get in the text today, and. This is a good one. It's going to come from the Gospel of Matthew, so stay tuned. But before we get to that, let me just remind you, if you're listening to Bible Talks on Fridays, you're probably somebody that either has a faith, you're struggling with faith, you've been hurt by faith, or you're deconstructing faith, whatever the case may be, somehow, some way, faith is a part of your life. Christian faith, i uh, been talking about. Well, with that said, I want to tell you about something that I have just recently put out, and I haven't made a lot of waves about it, but I want to share it with you because I think that it would help some of you, and it's really affordable. It's a digital course, and I call it the Inlet Journey. You know Keith. He's a beach boy. He's got to pull everything back to the ocean. So inlet journey. And it's basically talking about, you know, when I was a kid, my dad would take me out in the ocean fishing and we would go through the inland waterway during those early mornings and it was pretty smooth ride. It was quiet. And then we would get to the inlet. And of course, that inlet is that body of water between the calm waterway and the ocean beyond. And that inlet, let me tell you, no matter what time of day or whatever, it typically was rocking and rolling. So we would have to travel through those waves in the inlet, a pretty rocky time to get to the prize of the ocean fishing beyond. And I started thinking about that as I was thinking about my late father, and it just came to my mind, you know, that's sort of like the deconstruction journey, right? Right. We, we we grow up with a faith that we have been taught, that we have experienced in our childhood, through our church, through our parents, whatever the case may be. And, you know, that's pretty easy. They teach us what we're supposed to believe. And then we get to a point we begin to question. We begin to wonder, well, is this true? And so... To me, that's that middle ground. That's that what people now call deconstruction. It's actually been around for thousands of years, this idea of examining our faith. But the the modern term is deconstruction, so I use that. But it's that middle ground that we go through. It's that rough time that we travel through trying to understand and struggle and contemplate our faith before we can begin to get resolution in what we believe, which to me is the sign of the ocean beyond, where the great beauty and the opportunity happens. So with that in mind, I decided, you know, a lot of times— I talk with people and I work with people and they say, Keith, you know, I'm trying to work through my faith and I get kind of lost because there's all these little rabbit trails I get on and all these little journeys. And there's so much to talk about and think about. And I said, you know, I get that. So what I decided to do was get pretty basic. So I put out a deconstruction course, Inlet Journey, that deals with seven key theological topics, and it doesn't tell you what to believe. It doesn't tell you how to believe. What it does is it gives you some definitions, some understanding, some historical perspectives of understanding about these topics, and then it asks you some legitimate questions for you to ponder, ponder in your journey. And in your journal. So that's called the Inlet Journey. I hope you'll check it out. There's a link in the show notes. Do if you are in this deconstruction process. I think it'll be helpful. And like I said, it's, it's very affordable. So go check it out. Okay. All right. So let's turn our attention to the text today. It's really a good one. And it this is going to be the gospel text that's read from the lectionary in most churches this coming Sunday. And it comes from the Gospel of Matthew, the 13th chapter. And there are actually two sections of the scripture. Jesus is going to be giving a parable and then later in this chapter he's going to explain the the parable. So I'm going to read both sections to you and then I want to try to draw from that an application that maybe we can think about in our lives today. And maybe we can think about where we are in our faith journey based on these things, okay? So we begin with Matthew 13 verses 1 through 9 and then we jump to verses 18 through 23. That same day, Jesus went out of the house and sat beside the sea. Such great crowds gathered around him that he got into a boat and sat there, while the whole crowd stood on the beach. And he told them many things in parables, saying, Listen, a sower went out to sow, and as he sowed, some seeds fell on the path, and the birds came and ate them up. Other seeds fell on rocky ground, where they did not have much soil and they sprang up quickly, since they had no depth of soil. But when the sun rose, they were scorched, and since they had no root, they withered away. Other seeds fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked them. Other seeds fell on good soil, and brought forth grain, some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. Let one with ears listen. And then the explanation Jesus gives is this. Hear then the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what is sown in the heart. This is what was sown on the path. As far as what was sown on rocky ground, this is the one who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. Yet such a person has no root, but endures only for a while. And when trouble or persecution arises on account of the world, that person immediately falls away. As far as what's sown among thorns, this is the one who hears the word, but the cares of the world and the lure of wealth choke the word, and it yields nothing. But as for what was sown on good soil, this is the one who hears the word and understands it, who indeed bears fruit and yields. In one case, a hundredfold, and another, 60, and another, 30. Isn't that a beautiful parable that Jesus gives us there? Um, I really like this. And I started, you know, I've been thinking about it all week in preparation of preparing this podcast episode today. So I thought, you know, does that apply to us? And I think when we talk about Christian circles or people in general, I see at least four car- for uh, four categories of people and I just I just want to mention those here and just for conversation as we talk about this parable a little bit the first is this there's always that group of people when it comes to things of God the teachings of Jesus there are people who will reject people who will not hear people who refuse to to hear this message and you know what that's okay I mean, that's their decision. That's their right. And I know that for many Christians, especially those who grew up in the evangelical church, it, it's very hard for us who grew up in this because we were compelled to, to do everything to try to force these people to hear us, to listen, to accept Jesus, to be saved, right? That's what we were told. That's what we were fed. That's what we believed. And, and we 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 were troubled when people rejected the message of Jesus. But in truth, it's not up to us to make people believe. It's not up to us to open people's hearts and minds. It's not up to us to change people's opinions. It's just to us to love and share when the opportunity arises, but love always. Because I think that any of the responsibility, the real responsibility, To convict, to call, to change must come from God. So we will always face those first people who will not hear, and that's okay. Then there's a second group. I think that is those people who sometimes borrow faith. What do I mean by that? Well, to me, that's most of us at some parts of our lives. As I said earlier, and um, I believe this wholeheartedly when I was talking about the the inlet journey course, a lot of times we grow up in Christian families, especially evangelical families, and you know, for many of us, we were in the church every time the doors were opened, and that was not a bad thing and for me personally, I'm thankful for that. My mother, especially, made sure that my sisters and I were in church every time we could. And we were involved in everything. I sang in the choirs. I was in youth group. I I was involved in vacation Bible school. I was there on Wednesday nights. I was there on Sunday mornings. I was there on Sunday nights. We were just very active in the church. And I remember as a teenager, we had a wonderful youth group, and we did all kinds of fun and cool things. I really enjoyed it, and I made wonderful friends there. But you know, for a lot of us, We begin to just simply consume the teaching, faith, and the beliefs of those who are older, whether it's parents, whether it's our youth pastors, or whether it's our senior pastor. We begin to listen, and we just assume that what they tell us is the gospel truth, right? I mean, after all, they know better than we do. So we take on that faith. But you know what? What I have experienced and seen in my life, both personally and professionally, in my years of pastoring especially, I saw people with borrowed faith who struggled deeply when the troubled waters came, when their world got rocked, when problems arose, when hurts came, when issues arose came about that they could not control and drove them to their knees. And that point was when they realized that the faith that they assumed, the faith that they thought they had, was merely borrowed faith. It had no root. It had no depth. And then there's a third group. And these are the people who have faith, but then they are attracted to the highs of the religious experience. You know, there are people that they go to services and they want to hear the... Exciting music and the the lights and the activity and the the you know the music is thumping and pumping right and people get all excited and they and they begin to dance and they begin to raise their hands and they get all this high and you know everything is it's just exciting and there's nothing wrong with that you know if that's your thing that's cool right if that's the way you you know, if that's your church that you're a part of and you enjoy that that's nothing no judgment that's okay. But some people live for the religious high. They, they go from one experience to another. They, they try to strive from one mountaintop to another mountaintop. And when they go through the valleys and they are tempted by things of the world or they you know get distracted by other things, then that high seems to disappear. And their faith becomes irrelevant. It's sort of like the seed that is sown among thorns. It, it, it doesn't sustain them. When other opportunities and situations come around, it, it takes them away, and they lose their focus. They lose their dedication to their faith. This can also happen in the deconstruction process. When I have seen a lot of people who are deconstructing their faith over the years, I will tell you, when people take the earnest desire, time, and energy to do the work, do the hard work, many times, especially when I've worked with people, and I've helped them do this, you know, even on an individual basis, most of the people that I see and I've worked with, most, not all, most, Come out with a deeper, a more authentic, and richer faith. Why? Because they did the hard work. That's the final group. That's the group that takes the time to dig into their faith, to take it seriously, to really find out what they believe. What are the options here? What is truly going on here? What are the things I need to know? How did this Bible come to existence? What is Jesus really saying here? What am I to understand? What do I truly believe? When a person takes the time, the energy, and does this difficult but rewarding work, then the roots become deep, my friend. And the deeper the root, the more you can handle the scorch of the sun. You can handle those that question. You can handle the troubles that come. You can can handle those who attack you for your faith. You can handle all of that. Why? Because you know what you know inside of you. You know what's real to you. You know what you truly believe and hold on to. Not what mama believed, but what I believe. And that is so much different than what many people walking around, even people of advanced years who have been in the church for years, who haven't done the hard work for themselves to dig into faith and get serious about their faith and just assume and take it on what other people have fed them. That's not powerful faith. That's not deep root. So if I could encourage you, it is this. If you are questioning, it's okay. If you are struggling in your faith, it's okay. If you are adjusting your faith, it's okay. Listen, I went into my seminary experience when I got my Master's Divinity degree. I went in as an ordained Southern Baptist. Right? Ordained Southern Baptist. Go figure. I came out an ordained Anglican priest. Go figure. But I was convicted about certain things. And my faith, my belief system changed. And let me tell you this, it's changed since then. And my faith even looks different today than it did when I graduated seminary. Because I have continued to struggle. I have continued to grow. I have continued to research. I have continued to study. I have continued to ask. I have continued to pray. I have continued to work. I have continued to listen to others and their teaching and their wisdom. And I want the same for you. I really do. I want you to boldly. Believe what you believe. It doesn't have to be what I believe. It doesn't have to be what mom and daddy believe. It doesn't have to be what your pastor believed. What it needs to be is what you truly believe. And I hope that you're doing that because when you do that, I promise you, when the crapola hits the fan, you can just stand there in the breeze. I know that wasn't very pleasant, was it? But anyway, you get the point, right? All right. Well, thank you, thank you, thank you for listening to this Bible Talks episode. I enjoy talking to you. I enjoy spending this time together, uh, my dear friend. So appreciate it. Um, Until next time, don't forget, heal those hurts, those mountains, and may God truly bless you. Bye-bye for now. Well, there you go, my friend, this episode of Coffee with Keith. Thank you, thank you, thank you from the bottom of my heart for listening. Now, please stick around. One more announcement I want to give you. God bless you. See you next time.